those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. Good morning, you beautiful people. Good afternoon, good night, wherever you're at. We're super happy to have you along for another beautiful episode of the podcast. we got a lot to get into today, and you're probably thinking, wait, I thought there wasn't supposed to be a podcast today. You said no podcast on Monday. We absolutely changed our mind. There was just too much going on to talk about. So we are still going to have the Super Bowl preview on Thursday. It's going to be an absolutely amazing episode, but we had to jump in. I mean, we absolutely had to jump in today on Monday. And, and talk about everything that went down. The biggest thing being the NFL. I, I mean, Spaz, you're here with me. Obviously, the big thing is Stafford traded to the Rams. Tell me what went on here. Tell me who won this trade. Kind of, kind of give me the breakdown here. Reminds me of the Blake Griffin Clippers to Detroit trade as one star is going to go from L.A. to Detroit and another uh, will lose their career. I think Stafford won this trade, honestly, because yeah. – you know, they had their house up for sale eight months ago. Him and his wife uh, had their mansion in out the suburbs of Detroit up for sale. I think Stafford wins this trade. He's still a young guy, 32 years old, I believe. And uh, I don't know what the fuck the Rams are doing. They don't have any draft picks to give up, especially with that Jalen Ramsey trade. I think they gave up way too much. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the, the Rams, the next time they're going to draft in the first round is going to be in 2030, so – that's going to be an interesting see, way to see you know, what happens with them. But, again, obviously, as some of the listeners know, I'm a Detroit fan. Unfortunately, I am a Lions fan. I know. Get your jokes out. And, I mean, without a doubt, again, I have the bias, but, I mean, the Lions fleeced the Rams, in my opinion. Again, I like Stafford. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback, to be honest with you. But if you're going to tell me he's worth two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and a 26-year-old quarterback, and, again, he's, he's got the contract issues – but again, to get a 26-year-old quarterback in return, and people forget he also was a number one overall pick. So they swapped the number one overall picks there. And then again, in return, we get two first-round picks and a third-round pick. I mean, this is I, – I mean, I was jumping for joy at this point. And again, I love Stafford. Great dude. But you know what? It's just time for a change of scenery in Detroit, literally and metaphorically. And I don't know. I mean, I really like this trade. Again, going to what you're saying, I don't know what the hell the Rams are doing. And a really funny piece – of this whole story is for some of the, the really big fans in Detroit is obviously everyone knows Matthew Stafford's wife hates the lockdowns. She's gone on multiple tangents about, Oh, the lockdowns, the restaurants are closed, this and that. And she goes from one extreme to the other. I mean, Michigan to California. I mean, I don't think she's going to go out to a restaurant probably in the near future. So she's probably not too excited about that, but I know Stafford is probably elate with the, the amount of talent that he just absorbed, especially with the head coach there. But I mean, is this does this put the put the Rams over the edge for maybe a Super Bowl next year? Everyone's been high on it. I know Vegas has the Rams now the third highest odds to win the Super Bowl at plus eleven hundred. I don't think it's just Stafford. I think you need more weapons on offense still. I think Sean McVay is a great coach. And I think that locker room is going to be a fun locker room, but I still don't think they're even the best NFC West team. I like Seattle to win over them, but the most interesting story to me or the most interesting detail about this story was Stafford didn't want to go to the Patriots. He said that's yeah. the only team he won't get traded to. What the hell is going on with Bill Belichick? Why wouldn't you want to play for the GOAT? 
Yeah, and I love this. I mean, I think it just goes to his his ethics and his morals. I mean, he hates the cheaters. He hates the Patriots. I mean, they've been caught cheating countless times. Sorry if any of the, the Patriots fans are listening. But, I mean, it's just true. I mean, Stafford obviously saw that. He doesn't want to go over there. And I hate to say it, too, but I think a little part of him wanted to get out of the cold weather. And obviously over there in New England, not ideal. So he's going out to sunny California. He's got a great team there with the Rams. My biggest thought right now is how is this going to affect the Deshaun Watson trade? Obviously, Deshaun Watson's been talked about a ton. And after the Stafford trade went through, now I'm seeing like, oh, you know, Watson's going to go for three first round picks, two second round. I mean, it's going to be an absolute haul if Watson does get traded. I mean, do you think there's any way that Watson gets traded for less than Stafford got traded for? There's no way he could trade for less, especially with his youth. But an interesting nugget I've seen is Watson wants to go to the Jets. I'm not sure why he would want to go to a dumpster fire franchise like the Jets, but that's where he seems like he wants to go. It's going to be interesting to see if he does go to the Jets, what happens with Sam Darnold. And, of course, today we're getting news from uh, Evan Massey, the uh, Bleacher Report reporter, that the 49ers are trying to get Kirk Cousins. And uh, they're – and it's because of ties with Shanahan, obviously. But it is up to the Vikings if they're going to let him uh, give up or not. It's just weird to see all these trades. We got crazy NFL trades going on. We got crazy baseball trades going on. It's trades everywhere, not just Wall Street. Yeah, no, absolutely. In the, in the Wall Street world, things are going crazy. And that kind of brings me to my next point, which is baseball. And obviously the big news in baseball is the big third baseman from Colorado, Nolan Arenado, moving to the Cardinals. And in my opinion, this is this is robbery. I mean, I think the Cardinals will be arrested for this. They're going to be locked up because this is absolutely highway robbery. For whatever reason, the Rockies send over their, their best player by a long shot, and they still send over $50 million. And in return, they get – and again, this isn't confirmed yet just because the, the trade details are still coming out on this. But they're looking to get three prospects – and none of whom were in the top 100 of the, the MLB pipeline top prospects. And this just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I first heard about the trade and I was like, oh, you know, they, they probably got an absolute haul back from Arenado, but it just doesn't look like that's the case. I mean, does this make any sense? I mean, what am I not seeing? You're, you're kind of the Redbirds fan here. I mean, what's going on here with the, with the Rockies? Best fans of baseball. Cardinals know how to finesse. I don't know what the hell's going on with the Rockies. It seems like every single time they get, a big prospect, you know, they just traded for nothing. Assuming now, I don't know the situation with baseball if we're going to have a full schedule or not, but let's just assume it's a full schedule. I mean, this guy would have to have a bola not to have a hundred hits next year. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's honestly, it's, it's just, it's just so weird. I mean, we saw the movement, the Cardinals move from plus 4,000 down to plus 2,000 to win the World Series. Obviously, they're sitting in the NL Central, which in my opinion is the worst division in all of baseball. They're easily going to clean house there. I like this team to maybe win the World Series. I mean, again, plus 2,000 odds. I I could easily see them making a run. Obviously, the biggest thing right now is the starting pitchers. I mean, they need a big name. They got to go after a big name. I mean, do you think as a Cardinals fan, they go after another big name at at anyone on the free agency market or even a trade? Yeah, I got a big free name I think we're going to explore. And he's not just a baseball player. He is a famous Grammy-nominated – well, that part's made up, but (laughs) a famous artist. Uh, Let me just introduce him by playing his song, (laughs) my guy, Trevor Bauer. (laughs) And that's my guy. What do you think about Bauer to St. Louis? I, it could happen. I, I think they maybe they bring him to St. Louis just to sing the national anthem. I mean, the guy's got a beautiful voice, clearly, but 
His pitching is obviously on another level. I, honestly, that could be a great move. I think if they got Bauer, you imagine what their odds would be at now. I mean, I was just looking at some of the odds right now. We have Dodgers obviously leading the pack at plus 450. Yankees right behind them, plus 550. Padres plus 800. I mean, if they get Bauer, I got to imagine the Cardinals are right in the thick of it there, right behind the Yankees at maybe plus 650, plus 700. Still, if they get Bauer, great value. I mean, is that something you jump on? Yeah, but my money's still on the Padres. I like Fernando Tatis. Uh, side note, he did just get named the cover of the show, 21. Yep. But Padres at plus 800 is where my money's going. Not a bad bet. I mean, I also, too, I like the White Sox right behind him at plus 950. Again, as a baseball fan, I look at this Dodgers team sitting here at plus 450, and I can't help but to think this is still great value. I mean, this Dodgers team is loaded. I mean, this is absolutely one of the best baseball teams of all time. They're loaded. Again, it's going to be really interesting in the NL just with the Dodgers. Obviously, the Mets are doing things, and now the Cardinals, too. They have a chance. It's going to be really interesting come baseball time, and I'm, I'm ready for it. I know you're not exactly the biggest baseball fan, but I personally am ready for it. No, but hold on. I, I got a new way to start watching baseball, and this is for anyone else like there, uh, anyone like me out there. If you think, you know, betting's not enough excitement to watch this baseball game, I got a new plan for you, and this is – uh, an all-original idea. I'm going to start doing it all season. I'm going to commit myself at least two games a week, and here's how you watch it. Every single time uh, any any person scores a run, any team scores a run, you take a shot. Oh, geez. I mean, dude, you're going to get arrested. I mean, you're not only going to die yourself, but you're going to get people killed. I mean, you, <laughs> that is an absolute – I mean, some of these games, we look back a few years ago, I think it was maybe 2011 or something like that. The Rangers beat the Orioles 30-3. to three. That's 32 <laughs> shots. Let it ride. Dead. Let it ride. <laughs> Got to find an yeah, interesting way to uh, watch that sport. Hey, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not here for the baseball slander. So, I, I guess I wanted to kind of shift over to something that you do love, and that's college ba- or college basketball. And obviously, with it being Monday, we have a new top 25. We got to break that down a little bit. We had an absolute shakeup this weekend. Six top 15 teams go down this weekend. Iowa, Virginia, Bama, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Kansas. And then also, too, just outside of the top 15, we had FSU go down as well. So really, seven of the top 16 teams went down this weekend. And this just furthers the narrative of this season is just a mess. I mean, this is an absolute mess. And it kind of brings me to the point of, is March Madness even going to be entertaining, or is it just going to be an absolute route from Gonzaga, Baylor, and Villanova? Uh, Sally, this year, I think it is going to be a route. I expected something interesting with COVID going on, and it is weird how it's all going to be going down in the state of Indiana. It just seems like it's going to be a route. But I have uh, learned that I do need to apologize to Baylor Bears fans. You guys are the real deal. You guys have the best against the spread record, too. I'm going to start betting on you guys, but unfortunately, this is going to be a pretty boring year. Yeah, absolutely. I think until we kind of obviously it's going to depend how the how the bracket shakes out, but it's really going to be until it gets down to the final four. I mean, I can almost guarantee at least two of these three teams between Gonzaga, Baylor and Villanova are going to be in the final four. It just wouldn't make any sense. And I get obviously March Madness, crazier things have happened. Who knows? Gonzaga could lose in the first round to, you know, Garrick University. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. Who knows? That's why March Madness is beautiful. But I'm unfortunately I'm starting to think it's going to shape up to be all chalk, and I'm not talking the Jayhawks. I'm talking it's going to go highest seed wins out. I hope not, but, you know, we'll see in that sense. And then also, too, just an interesting fact with the top 25 here, a lot of people are high on Michigan sitting here at number four. I, I just doesn't make sense to me. They're number four. Again, I'm a hater. I, I'm going to come out and say it. I'm a hater. I'm a Michigan hater. I'm a Michigan State fan. 
Um, but I don't know. I mean, just sitting here at number four, they haven't played a game in what feels like five months. I, I mean, are they really the number four team in the nation right now? No, I don't even think they're the fourth best in the Big Ten. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go quite that far. I mean, I, I hate to bring up this kind of slander, but your Iowa dogs did just get the smackdown. What happened there? Illinois is a good team. There's nothing else I can say about that. It's hard to win on the road in the Big Ten. That's what I've learned all season. It's also just uh, overall, I think the Big Ten is the best conference. And I'm going to make it interesting for our listeners. You guys heard it here first. If Iowa does not make the Elite Eight this year, tweet at the Bad Beats uh, Bad Beats podcast, excuse me, and say, Spaz, you owe us $25. That's right. Every single person that calls me out, I will I send it. them $25 and put my money where my mouth is. Iowa will make the Elite Eight. And I'd have to agree with you. I don't know that I can put my money where my mouth is right now with Iowa. Just they've definitely been on the downswing. But I love it. I love, you know, you putting your your money where your mouth is. I mean, I absolutely love to see that. Um, also, too, just on the other side of the hardwood, we got the NBA. Bizarre things going on in the NBA. The biggest surprise, at least to me, obviously not the biggest NBA fan, but the biggest thing to me is the Nets just continue to struggle. I mean, they got beat by the Wizards last night. On, in a bizarre way. I mean, I don't know if you caught the end of that game, but we actually took Nets minus six. They were up five with about 12 seconds left. And, I, I mean, in five seconds, next thing you know, they jack up two threes and they take the lead one. Didn't even go to overtime. We got beat. Nets got beat. But, again, I mean, the biggest story here is the Nets, they just continue to struggle. As the NBA guy, What I mean, what, what do you think is going on here with the Nets? I got a few things. First, I do need to apologize to those who tailed Nets minus six. We did have an internal battle, but at the end of the day, I didn't make the executive decision to call that. I'm an analytical guy. All the analytics pointed to that, but I think the Nets are the wishiest, washiest team. We got two crazy stats. Since the Nets uh, acquired James Harden, they have had the best all-time offensive rating at 122.6, and they have also had the worst all-time defensive rating in the NBA mm. at 119.9. And the biggest problem was they just let all of their bench go. You can't – Jared Allen was a huge loss. Karis LeVert, you cannot lose these guys and expect your team to play defense. None of the big three – like to play defense on top of that deandre jordan is on the decline he can't be your starting center anymore it's just gonna be a bloodbath i know we've been talking about the nets every single time we talk nba but every single week as it goes by i'm starting to put more money on like the sixers or milwaukee someone else out yeah. the east yeah i mean it's just it is a bizarre story and this honestly kind of furthers my point just that i me and you have talked about off the podcast and that's there's there's just no defense played in the NBA, and that's well, kind you of just my... don't watch basketball. Then. <laughs> I mean, we had what was the score of that Nets game? I one forty six to one forty seven. I thought that game went to quadruple overtime. It was regulation. How does that? I mean, did anyone miss a, miss a basket in that game? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's three hundred points nearly. That is absolutely mind blowing to me. It is what it is. But the other interesting team I've been watching is the Golden State Warriors. My guy James uh, Wiseman. Yeah. Do you know uh, he? You know, is a second overall pick in the draft. He's gonna be Rookie of the Year. Uh, I have. Hey, I got a fun, interesting story. I know I'm gonna go off on a tangent real quick. I had a very interesting moment. I could have got a picture of this guy. I was in the city of Memphis, Tennessee at the time on campus. This is before uh, James Wiseman did get kicked off campus. And uh, I was wearing a Michigan State shirt, so I didn't ask for a picture of them. But the Warriors are an interesting team. I think they're on their way back to the promised land. Steph Curry's been doing his thing. No clay, no problem. 
I expect this Warriors team to make a deep run uh, come playoffs. Let me ask you this. I'll give you four teams. You rank them best to worst. We got Lakers, Nets, Warriors, Bucks. Give me best to worst. Lakers, number one. And uh, if anyone says anything about their regular season record, they just obviously don't watch the NBA. So I'm going Lakers, one. I'm actually going to go Warriors, two, over the Nets. And the reason is the championship experience. Three, I have the Bucks, and I think the Bucks are a more complete team. And at four, I go Nets. Just Bucks have way more uh, complete bench. They have a way more defensive-minded coach. And just overall, they're playing more of a team basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, again, I'm not the NBA guy by any means, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting kind of rundown of the year. Is Clay Thompson coming back this year, or is he still out for the year? I, I think he's not going to be coming back now. Let's just say the Warriors make a finals uh, miracle run. I think he could come back, but no, he's going to be out for the year. Okay. They've still been okay without him, but, again, I think he's a big part of that run if they are going to go to the finals. Just to beat the Lakers out of the West, it's going to be tough. So it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting to see kind of how this thing breaks down in the upcoming months, really. And, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to throw down on NBA talk? I know there was – kind of a lackluster amount of games this weekend. Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Uh, not really. I think the Cavs have been making a surprising resurgence, uh, but that's just about it. I wanted to go to the LaFleur. Could. I know that's yeah. your segment, so I'll let you introduce No, that. no, let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. And I kind of touched on mine a little bit earlier. And for the new listeners, the LaFleur of the week, it's a brand-new segment we came out with last week. And it originated from Matt LaFleur, obviously, the terrible field goal call. I don't even have to explain it. You already know what I'm talking about. And so we went with Jackass of the Week, and now we renamed it to LaFleur of the Week. And my LaFleur of the Week has got to be the entire Nets team. Just for letting the Wizards score six points in about five seconds makes absolutely no sense to me. Not only that, but just letting the Wizards, the Washington Wizards of all teams, score 147 points in regulation. So my LaFleur of the week, if I can do multiple on it, I'm going to do the entire Nets team, the entire Nets franchise, the entire city of New Jersey. Um, or I'm sorry, Brooklyn. Geez, oh, Pete, I'm stuck in 2004. And again, that, that's just maybe I should be LaFleur of the week, but that's my LaFleur of the week. What about you? What do you have? Man, I have the craziest story in sports that went under the radar, I believe. And I think the uh, national media doesn't cover it because they're not really into hockey as much as they should be. But Tony D'Angelo and the New York Rangers, this was by far the craziest story I've seen in a long time. So uh, also we do have a source, I'm not going to name him, but uh, he is very familiar with the Rangers organization. He does work for the Rangers. We're going to keep him unnamed for his safety. But from what we're hearing, from what all the reports say, is that D'Angelo called another member a communist said he should have been paying more attention to the puck. That player respond saying that Tony D'Angelo was Trump's boy and that Trump's paid for by Russia. Someone tried taking a swing at this guy. Next thing you know, Tony D'Angelo gets knocked out in the locker room behind closed doors. Very next day, he gets cut. Jeez. Yeah, this has been – I mean, you were actually the one who brought this story to my attention. This has been – a bizarre story. I mean, to hear, I feel like as far as sports go, I feel like hockey locker rooms are some of the closest knit people just because they're, they're all boys. They're all, you know, talking to hockey slander, beauty sauce, me the puck, just all that shit. And I feel like those are sometimes the, the closest groups as far as sports teams go 
And again, now we're hearing about a possible fight in a locker room. Just a really bizarre situation, kind of adding to the Rangers and their woes this season. Uh, obviously, right now sitting at two, four, and two, six total points. Not a good start to the Rangers. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel bad for any Rangers fans. Even though you've had a great run, it, it looks like this thing's coming to an end. But yeah, really bizarre story. It, was anyone officially, I mean, was there anyone right now officially named as far as, as who got into the altercation other than D'Angelo? Uh, I believe uh, Chris Kreider. Um, and there, yeah, it was Chris Kreider and uh, George Ave. I don't know the dude's first name. I don't want to butcher it. But yeah, it sounds like uh, it was Chris Kreider who actually knocked out Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. No, and this is, it's been weird just because it has been very low kept in the media. I mean, you don't see a lot. I mean, obviously, ESPN or Sports Center, they haven't talked about it. I mean, if this was the Kansas City Chiefs, geez, oh, Pete, this would be front page news. But Obviously, that's the part about being an NHL fan. It's kind of taking a backseat to the other sports. But And you know what? We're going to actually put up the picture. We might be the first outlet to do this, but we do have a picture of Tony D'Angelo on the floor in the no locker room way. and his teammates. Yeah, his teammates threw Chinese food and donuts at him. I'm going to tweet the picture. I'm going to tweet the picture. Tweet that picture right now at Bad Beats Podcast. If you haven't seen it yet, follow us on at Bad Beats Podcast on Twitter. The picture's going to go live. That's crazy. I, I haven't even seen this picture yet, so I'm excited to see that too. But, I mean, other than that, is there anything other than the podcast that, that you wanted to talk about today? I know there was just a lot going on in the sense of trade talk and then obviously with college basketball, but is there anything else that you wanted to break down? Yeah, Thursday, usually we do the episode on Friday, but Thursday we are going to go in-depth, all-access Super Bowl uh, preview. We're going to have multiple bets for you guys, but I just wanted to give – a quick shout out to listener of the week for uh, Muhammad Ali. Uh, sorry if I mispronounce your name from Versailles, France. You won a $25 GameStop gift card. Love it. Absolutely love it. We definitely want to keep doing that. So, again, if you're following us, if you're listening to us, tweet at us. Let us know you enjoyed the podcast. Let us know any thoughts, anything we can do differently. Let us know any of the bad beats that you had, too. I mean, we love to see you guys getting crushed as much as we are sometimes. Obviously, on the other end, too, send us some of your big wins. I mean, we love to see that stuff. But other than that, you know, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Get your bank accounts ready. Get your call your bookies. We got a lot of bets coming your way Thursday. It's going to be a great episode. Peace out, guys. Enjoy. Peace out. Fuck Robin Hood.